Hey guys, Squatch Talk, episode nine, coming at you. Um, here with Ernie, I'm Pat, uh, and tonight we're going to talk about woo. What's up, Ern? <laughs> the woo factor, I suppose, is up. Woo-hoo. Yeah, woo-hoo. Well, we finally decided to address the woo issue, and uh, <laughs> which is interesting. We were just asking each other if we knew where the term originated. Uh, all I know is it's a relatively new term in the used in the Bigfoot world, and it just kind of describes the paranormal aspects that some people attribute to this phenomenon, which uh, you and I are not necessarily, we don't necessarily subscribe to that, those ideas, but <clears throat> excuse me, being open-minded folks, you know, why not talk about it? Seems to sure. be something pretty prevalent these days. Uh, right off the top, we'd like to uh, give a couple of thanks to folks that we've seen uh, that are supporting us on Facebook, uh, folks in the online Bigfoot community, a fellow named uh, Dave Thundercloud, and another guy named uh, Keith Guy. And uh, we really appreciate it. Appreciate the shares and the likes and the extra posts and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. It's very appreciative. Um, any 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 support, anybody that's interested in you know what we have to say about this subject is uh, we we appreciate that greatly. And also, dude, I wanted to throw out there. I meant to do it last episode um, for Anthony Dwayne Martin, who runs the Sasquatch Chronicles fan page, and that guy's awesome, man. He always he always likes our stuff. He always pulls it. And put post it into the Chronicles page. So I mean, if if you're if you're on Chronicles right now, and you're listening to this, you know who Anthony is. He he posts a lot of stuff from uh, other other like places as well. He's a he's a great presence. And so thanks Anthony for posting our stuff. Just wanted to give you a shout out for that. And thanks to the other guys too. Absolutely. So what so, the woo? What the what the woo, man? <laughs> F me, F woo. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you, I think there's. Uh, I've got a few things that I just would like to touch on, kind of one at a time, and uh, things that a lot of Bigfoot eyewitnesses attribute to being paranormal, and perhaps they are. Again, we're open-minded about all this stuff, but. Um, I tend to think that there may be natural biological explanations for a lot of these things. Uh, and again, maybe I'm right there and there could yet still be some sort of otherworldly aspect going on here that I'm unaware of. But for the time being, uh, specifically because you and I have noticed there are a lot of people who unfortunately kind of, they see or hear or find things that are pretty ambiguous and they immediately jump to Bigfoot. Um, and likewise, those who claim to have seen a Bigfoot will kind of quickly jump to something paranormal when maybe maybe it's not. Uh, one of the things people talk about, for a very long time, the word disappear has been used. And we're talking way back in print reports and in books by folks like John Green long before the internet was around. Um, people, for a very long time, since published reports have even been in existence 
have used that word disappear and they didn't necessarily mean vanished in front of my eyes. Right. Although they, they don't know really how else to explain seeing this giant hairy creature, excuse me, that they didn't know existed. And then saying that in most cases, people say they averted their eyes for a split second. And when they looked back, it was gone. They say it disappeared. Uh, occasionally, it's it's a smaller percentage in these reports of people who use that word. Occasionally, people describe seeing it vanish right in front of their eyes. Now that, of course, I don't, uh, you know, we don't have a, we don't, no one knows for sure. We can't just say, okay, well, that's because of this or that's because of that. We're just discussing this because, of course, we're fascinated by the prospect that there could be giant monsters living in the woods. And so we're trying, and no one has any absolute proof, uh, yet a lot of folks like to talk about this kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that uh, has been documented is the hair samples. Now, again, going way back to all of the original published reports, uh, even from 1800 forward, um, many people have described seeing Sasquatches with a certain sheen or shine or shimmer to their hair or fur. Mm -hmm. many, many times they have described a silver tipped look, a silvery shine. The word moleskin has also been used many times back in John Green's books, uh, chronicling other people's reports. Um, in other words, an oddly, uh, reflective quality or light refractive quality, something that's sort of uh, inexplicable to the witness, uh, seeing this, this, different, uh, this different look to the fur, uh, to the hair of a Sasquatch. Now, John Mayantinsky, way back when, was already familiar with Sasquatch hair samples and had them tested. Um, the BFRO used to have a great piece on their website about the hair analysis of uh, unknown primate hair from different places in North America. And if you listen to Jeff Meldrum talk about this, who is probably the best or the most well-versed in the current state of hair and purported Sasquatch hair analysis is that under a microscope, these alleged Sasquatch hairs are number one, they are for sure primate. Number two, they don't match any known primate. Number three, they are naturally tapered at the ends. They have never been cut. They're essentially wild, wild hair. They resemble human hair, but they lack what is called a central medulla. So I have often wondered, <clears throat> excuse me, given these absolutely known scientific hair samples and what's known about them. And then reflecting back on all of the people who talk about Sasquatches disappearing or seemingly being able to sort of their hair kind of changing color or a shimmer effect to the hair. I've often wondered, well, you know, could these, uh, it's not a hollow hair, but I'm just going to use that term. Could there be this quote, hollow hair shaft, uh, element to this. I don't know. I'm not claiming to know. It's just that I look into every single thing I can uh, in hopes of finding some dots that might connect. 
And uh, I wonder. I wonder about that. Well, here's a dot to connect. I've seen the octopus <laughs> disappear right in front of my eyes. Exactly. Right in front of my eyes in an amazing, very supernatural-looking way. Uh, yet, yeah. it's a real thing. It's not paranormal. The uh, octopus has the ability physically, within the known laws of physics, to change its appearance on the fly. Right. And then change it again three seconds later in a dramatic form. So this mm -hmm. exists in nature. This ability to change your appearance exists in the real world. So yes, it does. To, to make it, uh, to, to, to say that it, that type of thing happening is supernatural, is it, that's the wrong label to put on it because it's I not. I think it's a leap. Yeah, it's an unnecessary leap, yeah. don't you think? Absolutely. And, and, and if you were 20 meters away from that octopus, you'd never notice it. Um, but when you're on top of it, which you can go go on YouTube and just Google, you know, uh, octopus camouflaging, and you know you'll see. Obviously, there's a diver with a camera right on top of it. And but if you're 20 meters away, you would never notice the thing ever in a million years. So, absolutely. Um, you know, most Bigfoot encounters happen at 20 meters or greater. Um, so for you know for them to for them to be a great and have some kind of natural camouflage abilities actually makes perfect sense of why they stay so hidden. Yes. And to keep it fair, um, you know, we can cite a few land animals as well. You know, if you took a person that was only that grew up in the city, was only familiar with dogs and cats and they'd seen horses and birds and maybe a couple of fish, but they, you know, if you told someone that, no, we have lizards that can actually change. No, they'll change yellow, green, purple, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'd be, if you told me that and I didn't have the knowledge beforehand, I'd be like, man, you're just making stuff up now. You right. may as well just be talking about unicorns. Yeah. Um, there are many animals back to this hair thing uh, in terms of shape and also just uh, breaking up the shape and also you know, an animal can, uh, get its hackles up. You know what I mean? Hair can stand on in yep. mm -hmm. and the entire shape and size of an animal can change. There are lots of biological examples of, uh, animals being able to drastically change their appearance. And, uh, if you're talking about something that you do have purported hair samples from, and they all seem to lack this central medulla combined with this it's, it's not described, the shimmery, silvery kind of a moleskin shimmer is not described in every report, but every report also does not describe disappearance. So it's something to consider is my point. And like you just started with the octopus and then, you know, think of lizards and other animals that can truly change their shape and their color uh, drastically, you know, keep an open mind and try to uh, imagine, you know, that, that mental extrapolation well, hey, I guess we don't know everything, and uh, could be quite possible that it's something that they're able to do. Sure. And, well, it's something that we do. It's something that human beings do. Um, in, in just two major categories I'll throw out there, number one, snipers. Snipers, are they master the art of camouflage and movement 
and and not being able to for another human being to detect that movement and they're damn good at it okay um and of and of course i'm sorry but magicians <laughs> you know they do amazing things with uh with uh you know uh like it's not necessarily can't sometimes it's sort of camouflage it involves mirrors but but with uh, like you know teleportation like in other words dude i've seen a human being teleport right in front of my eyes again you know i've seen it happen it wasn't real it was a trickery you know mm -hmm. it wasn't supernatural mm -hmm. um obviously if if a human being mastered the art of teleportation they could make a lot of money teaching other human beings how to do it mm -hmm. and putting the airline industry out of business yeah. um, which would be That'd right, right. So, but you can see it for you with your own eyes, and it's pretty amazing. It happens in a split second, and you're thinking, "Wow, how did that person just turn into another completely different person in what seems to be half a second?" Mm -hmm. And um, so, you you're, you can be, you can misinterpret what you see, and especially if you're dealing with an animal or a human being, even that knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Again, snipers. Uh, you'll, you know, you will never ever know that a Navy SEAL sniper is just right off your back porch. You'll never know that. We so, can be fooled. We, we can, can be, be visually fooled many ways. Yes. So to me, it's it's all about the observer and their interpretation. Gotcha. Well, shall we move on to Zapped? Yeah, go zap me give, give me your, <laughs> give me your best shot <laughs> <laughs> well zapped is a term that uh, has been introduced into the bigfoot community really just over the last couple of years i would say <clears throat> excuse me and uh, most folks well i shouldn't say most folks a lot of people think that this this experience could be attributed to infrasound uh, we've talked about infrasound before, but since we're talking about woo and we're kind of giving what we think could be uh, the biological, natural world connectable dots to these phenomenon. Yeah. Um, infrasound, uh, lots of people in Sasquatch encounters uh, will report hearing a vocalization and also feeling something odd. Other times, in Sasquatch encounters, they may not hear a vocalization, but they still describe the same odd feelings that they right. can't can't really explain. Now, uh, ultra uh, excuse me, infrasound is a is a natural thing that certain species are able to use, from elephants to tigers, and plenty of other species. Yeah. And it is, I think you are more familiar with the uh, what is the technical. Uh, barrier or threshold that humans can hear uh I believe it's 20 20 megahertz okay yeah it's where we start getting into inaudible inaudible right. frequencies that it, unless you have something so big putting out that frequency like a pipe organ it, you can hear below that frequency a little bit so yeah mm -hmm. well this uh infrasound which we know exist in certain species and can be recreated by man um it can be very disoriented to a person um yeah it can and that's cause, fact. 
by the way. That's just fact. This is absolute scientific fact, folks. It, it just can distort vision, hearing, your balance. Uh, it can your make mood. a person. Yeah, it can make a person very nauseous. Yep, and your uh, mood. Very, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, and your mood. You're right. Nausea yeah. and your mood. Yeah. Yes, it is very disorienting, and it can be incapacitating, completely incapacitating to a person. Um, back to the vocalizations themselves. When people do hear the audible vocals vocalizations. They will describe feeling it in their bones and in their organs. I mean, the vibration of that volume. So, you know, if they can uh, create that kind of effect in a person when they're actually, you know, making a sound, and if such a creature possesses the infrasound, well, you know, this zapped term could easily be explained by a natural phenomenon. Yeah, it can. Although sometimes the the zapping thing gets a little weird. It gets, uh, God, how do you say? I mean, almost neurotic, or like a ner- neurotic. How do you mean? Like into into their into their nervous system or their brain itself. Like I'm not talking about like uh, you know Psych- mind speak. Right, you're talking about yeah, abs- the physiological effects on the nervous system. People report still feeling odd or sick or disoriented sometimes even days later yeah after experience which still still kind of matches up with infrasound but there i mean there are some strange things that that people report you know just like that, like from coming from behind them all of a sudden they feel just they're instilled with fear or something yeah. and and a sort of neurologically affected in weird ways and, and that's sort of like the zap thing really i think is really what they're talking about when they say they were zapped yeah um and those that's a strange thing you know i'm not sure what that is but it certainly it certainly is not in any reason to go into the supernatural or paranormal you know it's just just not Well, imagine having your insides and every virtually every cell and bit of tissue in your body rattled by something that you can't hear, affected physically by something that you can't detect. I mean, uh, or whether you could detect it or not. Imagine the the results on the human body, a flesh and blood, a fl- flesh and blood creature um, that has to experience something, an effect like that. Uh, it's perfectly understandable. You might feel a bit fried for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's certainly some strange reports, you know, I, I've, right. I've heard a lot of them and I don't know what to make of it, uh, you know, but to me, it's like, well, it's, it's just an unexplained thing. Um, and the problem that I have with, trying trying to say that it fits into the woo category or supernatural paranormal is that that's a contradiction uh, you can't explain something by putting it into that box because that box is has no explanation itself right <laughs> there's no explanation right. for for paranormal there's no scientific definition there's no even like testable def- definition you know for anyone in life to say 
what paranormal things are. So you're basically saying you're contradicting yourself. You're saying I can explain something. Uh, I can't explain something. Therefore I can explain it. That's my problem with the whole connection with anything weird that happens. Jump leaping to the conclusion without even considering other possibilities. That is not critical thinking and contrary to popular belief. That's that is not true. Open-mindedness. Correct. You're uh, in such a case, you're immediately jumping to, you're trying to explain the unknown with the unknown. You're exactly. jumping straight to it because you haven't bothered considering all the other possibilities. You, and you have to consider other possibilities. Yes. Otherwise, you make yourself look foolish. Yep. You become yeah. gullible. That's you know, right. I'm sorry, dude, but these people that are posting, I hate to beat a dead horse here, barred owls, you know, mm -hmm. they're gullible people. It's like, well, you're, you seem like you're a gullible person. You know, mm -hmm. you have no filter whatsoever. You know, you and I have encountered weird things in the woods and we at least use some kind of filter, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I, it's the weird scream that I heard, you know, I at least considered the possibility it was an injured cow, you know, like something, you know, <laughs> So it's all about filters. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, unfortunate uh, folks in the Bigfoot community that seem to already have adopted the belief, whether they've uh, typically folks who have not had a sighting. And uh, if you're coming from a belief system, then uh, you may unfortunately yeah, make those leaps. You may connect dots that aren't really there. Um, yeah. And back just to, you know, put a final note on the infrasound thing, you know, um, when a tiger or even there, there are all kinds of different species of animals that use this. And uh, often it's used by predators to stun or paralyze their prey, you know, yeah. and that's very similar to how people describe feeling in these Sasquatch encounters when they describe being zapped and or when they describe hearing a vocalization and the effects they feel afterward. So it's certainly uh, all, you know, in the same ballpark of known biology so far, as far as I'm concerned. This I agree. Business. I agree. And, and there are eyewitness accounts um, who, for people who have literally, they've actually seen a Sasquatch stun its prey uh, usually a deer with vocalization. There are people who, who who claim to have actually witnessed that. And these people seem very credible. Uh, there are also reports of people witnessing uh, a deer acting very strange. They don't hear a vocalization, but a deer will seem very skittish and, again, almost paralyzed, and they'll see a Sasquatch snatch it. Yeah, you're right. And, and I would have to include that in in what I just previously mentioned. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. That's not that's not supernatural to me. Right. Absolutely. Well, moving on. Um, aliens. 
<laughs> I mean, what's the point? Let's not even get now. We're you know we're, we're talking about something you can't. There's right. no testable de- definition for an alien either. Right. Exactly. Um, well, uh, I would say the next topic that gets perhaps the most mention, and it is a small percentage of overall Bigfoot reports. Way again, way back starting in 1800 up till now. Published reports long before the internet did mention on occasion the conjunction of strange lights, strange lights in conjunction with their Bigfoot sighting. Now, hmm. I don't really have anything for anyone there. That's again, we don't we don't claim to know or be trying to put absolute labels or categories for, for these things. Um, but I would like to. S- at least comment on something you and I talked about right before the broadcast, which is how many, how often I see photographs and video taken at night, of course, uh, by Bigfooters. And it is obviously insects and dust that is, that is being, uh, that is catching the light from the camera. Yeah. Uh, Anyone that has ever been in outside in the woods and done any nighttime filming long before they were interested in Bigfoot, long before this whole woo thing or orb thing came around, uh, it's it's really sad. It's very it's it's akin to the person posting the Bard Owl recording and saying it's a Bigfoot when you see someone's video or it's photograph. Even worse. It's even worse. Yeah. It's even worse. You're like, wow, you really don't know what insects look like when they go past the camera at night. Are you serious? And you're going to yeah. post that, show everybody. You've yeah. never gone out in the woods and taken any film or pictures of anything at night before. Apparently, you know, yeah. it happens all yeah. the time. It does. And that phenomenon is one thing and one thing only, dude. That is the rapid evolution of technology that put cameras into the hands of every single person at all times. And yes, they're just, they don't know how to interpret what they're seeing, even on a common sense level, because there's that element of our society. That's just, you know, not interested in common sense. Doesn't know how to think properly or even, you know, question anything like, why is that showing up in the shot? You know, and they just immediately leap to, um, oh my God, that's an orb. You know, I've encountered that many, many times personally with, uh, with people and I'll just take my own phone and I'll go, I'm going to go make orb pictures and, <laughs> and turn in, you know, just turn the lights out, get some dust going, or maybe turn the, the water on and get some like water kind of like water droplets in the air and boom orbs all over the place. See, look, wow. It's funny. I didn't see them with my eyes. It's kind of yeah. weird. You know, you know, uh, a flying insect, you know, at night coming through a campsite and you, you think, and you know, that's the way the camera's going to catch it. Um, it's unfortunate that we, we see so much of this misinterpretation with regard to film and video. However, to be fair, it is worth mentioning that there are many accounts. It's not a majority of the reports, but again, like I say, it's a consistent percentage throughout the history of this phenomenon that uh, without being on film at all, lots of people will describe seeing some kind of strange lights or 
what they call orbs in conjunction with their Bigfoot sighting. And oftentimes these orbs are described as, you know, they're not giant. They could be basketball size. They're usually described as sort of, sort of dancing or flitting in about the treetops, but still beneath the canopy in the tree line. And, uh, so, you know, I'm very aware of these reports. Uh, we're not trying to tell anybody that we know conclusively one way or another, what anything is again, just to interject, I do not believe in Bigfoot. I think I've tried to say this on every episode. Um, so I am not coming from a belief system at all. I don't believe they exist and I don't believe that they don't exist. I'm, I'm compelled by the evidence that's out there to think that it's highly likely they do exist, but I want to know, I want to know what explains this phenomenon. And, uh, when it comes to something like this, people describing lights and orbs, you know, my best friend, I live in the middle of the woods, as you know, uh, my best buddy who lives yeah. on the property also, uh, he and his wife, they have never had what they considered to be any type of Sasquatch encounter. However, they both witnessed these exact same types of lights that I've heard described in Bigfoot encounters, you know, less than a couple of hundred feet from their cabin. And they could not explain it. These are both. Um, yeah. And they're smart people. Highly educated people. Um, they're not gullible. They're correct. And, and quite experienced with living in the outdoors. <laughs> And, uh, they, have, they, to this day, they have no explanation for what they saw. So, um, we don't know, we're not discounting anyone or saying to anyone that they didn't see an orb or a strange light. We're just, all we can do is comment on, uh, yeah, the biological facts that we know of that could explain some of it. And, uh, yeah, right. that's really about it. Yeah, we're not in any way trying to say that unexplained things, events don't happen and don't and don't happen with Sasquatch. Exactly. You know? um, we don't have we don't have any good way to observe Sasquatch, you know, or test them. Um, and until we do, we won't figure that out. But I, I guess the the greater point is just to not leap to the conclusion of supernatural because that isn't, that doesn't do anybody any good, <laughs> you know? Right. It's a little too quick of a leap in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, if one comes flying by you with purple wings, um, and a alien riding its back, then, I mean, I, I don't know what to say, man. Like, that must be incredibly frustrating for for you to see that and not be able to to prove it to anybody. But right. it's it, it it if that were to happen, there's a reason for it that fits into the reality of the world, which we don't completely understand. You know, exactly. science exactly. doesn't. Science knows that dark matter exists, but they have no idea what it is. That's not right. supernatural. It's just we don't know yet, you know, mm -hmm. human beings a hundred thousand years ago did not know what the sun was. They didn't understand that it is that, you know, how that mechanism works. They just knew it was a powerful thing in the sky and they turned it into a God, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, people would be stunned if they researched and found out just how recently in the grand scheme of things it was that humans figured out that boiling water would keep us from dying. Right. You know, it takes a long time to figure out things that we don't know. And back to this belief system problem that exists, unfortunately, it's getting exponentially greater in the Bigfoot community. Um, it's okay to say that you don't know. Yes, it you is. Something say, man, I don't know. I just don't know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I did see. Here's what I can study. But gosh, we just don't know about this or that. You know, it's all right. Um, back to what you were saying about, you know, the things that science has not been able to quite figure out. I would like for folks that are interested in the woo, the potential woo, whatever they want to call it these uh, seemingly paranormal aspects to Sasquatches, um, look into vibrational frequency. You don't have to start studying quantum theory to realize the discoveries that have been made about vibrational frequency and how that relates to the colors of the spectrum that humans are able to see. We are not able to see everything according to science. Again, Science doesn't have the answer for every single thing, but they know what they know so far. And so far, I mean, Tesla said, if you want to understand life, if you want to understand the universe, I think is the quote, mm -hmm. uh, think energy, frequency, and vibration. Now, if an animal is actually capable of disappearing or really changing its appearance and you know people are interested in these things well look into that look into vibrational frequency look into the band of colors on the rainbow which are a very limited band of what's actually there and we can only see in those colors again this is science we're not talking hocus pocus although you know it certainly kind of appears that way to us just like lots of other scientific discoveries in the past would have sounded like hocus pocus before they were discovered. Yeah. So it's and, okay to say no. Yeah. It's okay if we don't know. Go yeah, ahead. It, and it absolutely is. And people are way too quick again to just jump to conclusions and and box Sasquatch in into uh, some paranormal thing. And you know from what I understand about these things, you know, why are we getting observations that they poop in the woods? Why are we getting observations that they, they need to eat food? You right. know, um, it, it, you know, it just, it's just like, come on, man. I mean, why not just teleport over to the next ridge and bonk the deer over the head? You know, uh, that, that might be advantageous. Um, but that doesn't happen, you know, clearly. Um, so they're flesh and blood creatures. It, it, all the observations point to flesh and blood creatures. Right. Um, so if they're a, a, a extra extraordinary, unique flesh and blood creature that can move within the 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 known laws of physics in ways that we don't understand yet, that's still a thing. It's not paranormal, <laughs> you know. Right, right. And, and um, I, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, again, just back to, you know, it's okay to not know, 
You know, if we, Absolutely. if we know that certain things are possible, that these other, you know, frequencies in the total bandwidth of vibrational frequency, you know, if we know these things exist, if scientists say that they can sort of measure what they think may be dark matter, but they don't understand the rest, well, that's fine. They don't understand the rest. Yeah, exactly. But, but it's kind of proof, I guess you'd say, for lack of a better word, that yes, there are definitely things out there that exist and we do not fully understand them yet. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we don't fully understand how a bumblebee flies. We don't fully understand lots of things about animals that we can put in a cage and study. We still don't. Science doesn't know everything. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Certainly not a reason to discount science. You know, there's a lot of that too. People have a knee jerk reaction. Oh, science was wrong about this, that, and the other. I'll right, just right. Be scientific expert. Well, hold on there, Hondo. You know, you know, just uh, crack, crack a book occasionally. Don't yeah. just watch videos from other Bigfooters. You know, see what you can learn about all of this. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I mean, science is just is science is very simple. Science is understanding the world we live in. And sometimes people get that right, and sometimes people get that wrong. Eventually, we come to a very testable definition of such science. So at one point, the Earth was thought to be flat. And through science, it was shown that it was more likely round. And now that's testable by putting aircraft, you could put, uh, not aircraft, but um, spacecraft. rockets, yeah, spacecraft in space and actually observe it with your own eyes. Boom. Mm. Testable definition. The Earth is, in fact, round. That's, it's, that's just a fact. That's a reality. So we understand the world we live in better through science because at some point someone figured out scientifically that the earth was round. I don't have that um, exact knowledge in my head right now because I just don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, I, I want to pivot, dude, to the perfect storm and why we're and, and how it affects the community because we're sort of running out of time. We don't want to go too long here. Okay. Yeah, let's do. Let's let's talk. So about let's it. pivot to that, and you understand that we talked about it last night. So, what's the perfect storm going on right now in the Bigfoot world? Okay, I'm a big picture guy, folks. I've done a whole lot of research for many years, starting with everything that was known long before the internet came out on this topic. Now, as most folks know, it's most people do not believe in Bigfoot. So, over the years, there have been a handful of scientists uh, that gave it a serious shake and really looked into it, from John Napier to Grover Krantz. In more recent years, we've got scientists like Jeff Meldrum, John Mayanchinsky, John Bindernagel, just to name a few. Also, for listeners, look into George Schaller, look into uh, as many bona fide scientists as you can who have truly looked into this. Unfortunately, this perfect storm that you mentioned that we were talking about is, is kind of a, a few things that all are sort of happening at once. Yep. And it's, it's quite unfortunate. Number one, Back to these scientists, there are no new young scientists getting into this anymore. They're not there. They're not out there. They're not publishing papers. They're not giving speeches. They're not, they're certainly not 
voicing anything within the Bigfoot community either. Now, this this old guard, you might say, of the scientists I just mentioned, folks are not going to be around forever. And uh, they are still chat. Thank God they're there. And their interest in this definitely helped. It definitely brought credibility. However, it's limited credibility in the eyes of the scientific establishment. And as the years go by, you know, these fellas, God bless them. They're not going to be around and they're not going to be around forever. And there doesn't seem to be anyone from the legitimate science, scientific discipline stepping in anymore at all now that's very unfortunate because it seemed like it was growing you know getting credibility and getting a little more legitimate scientific interest and now it seems like it's sort of uh reached its limit there with scientific interest and i think that a good bit of what is discouraging any young scientist is this exponential swell of uninformed people in the Bigfoot community espousing their belief systems and putting forth nothing but ambiguous alleged evidence, purported evidence that is ambiguous at best. Blurry photos of nothing but foliage. (laughs) Look at that dark shape in the background. See that hole between those leaves there? That's a Bigfoot, even though there's 12 dark spots in the picture. That's what happens when you take a picture of the woods. (laughs) Yeah. so unfortunately this belief system without foundation and of course our technology which you you know alluded to is 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 what has made this possible for just practically every joe blow to have a public forum for and whatever yeah, it that's is the other part yeah. is the technology the technology has advanced the platform exists for anybody to post stuff about Bigfoot, whether it be they're ignorant or they're hoaxing. The hoaxers are loving this, man. They're like, I'm going to mess with these Bigfooters. And next thing you know, you got rabbit rabbit tracks that are supposed to be Bigfoot tracks. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And people don't realize they're leaving them that these folks that are just going out there and posting and posting and posting nothing but ambiguity. Yeah. Uh, inconclusive stuff they leave themselves wide open for hoaxing particularly when they're broadcasting to everyone where they're going to go do their bigfooting and how long they're going to be there and what kind of food they're bringing <laughs> you know right. i mean the detail they want everybody to know that they're bigfooters and they're going to be out there with their truck all wrapped in bigfoot insignia well you leave yourself wide open yeah man so, Sorry, but if I were a younger scientist, even if I thought that Meldrum and Mayanchinsky and Bender Noggle really were on to something, I would be very hesitant, uh, even behind the scenes as a professionally employed scientist. I'd be very hesitant to be involved in this in any way. That's right. And that's why you and I, the Primate Objective, stands with the old guard, all the guys you just mentioned, man, that in the sunset of their careers – and have pretty much done everything they're going to do. I mean, let's face it. They're, they're not, they're not going to be going out in the woods and making huge discoveries at this point. And they've offered everything there is to, that they have to offer. And God bless them. We stand with them as critical thinking, skeptical, open-minded people. <laughs> and that, right. that, is been, that is missing in the Bigfoot world 
greatly. It's it's there. It's there, but not enough. And that's and that's the whole reason we started Primate Objective. Right. It's everything we stand it's, for. Uh, yeah, these people with the belief system <clears throat> that Sasquatch exists, like we've talked about, unfortunately, once you've got that belief system that you're coming from, uh, you may hear someone like you and I, Pat, say, who are really, in, we're Bigfooters, we're really into this, but we keep an open mind. So if we suggest to someone, hey, you know, that's, look, man, that's a barred owl. Well, if that person's coming from a belief system, they'll immediately attack and say, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just a skeptic. You don't believe. Right. It's like, wait a minute, man. I'm I'm the dude who's really thinking they exist. Right. You're just not paying attention. No, you're not doing. You're not studying a damn thing. And it's arrogant. It's presumptuous, and condescending. That's all yeah. that is. And it hurts because that type of attitude is now, as I say, it's it's grown exponentially over the last several years with all this social media. Uh, it really, really hurts legitimate research. It hurts the entire subject in the minds of those that you would rat, you would hope to convince or at least get interested in it. It's really hurting severely because it just looks like a, I hate to say it, it just looks like a bunch of idiots who want so badly to be in the hunt for some monster. And, uh, <laughs> But they don't know what an owl sounds like. It's a strange irony. It's a very, it's it a very bizarre irony. And and I'm just here to say, I mean, I'm not trying to attack anybody, but I'm sorry if you believe in the Mandela effect and you believe in, dude, I'm telling you, this flat Earth thing is starting to creep into the Bigfoot world. You know, it is. Um, it's another example of what we're talking about people who are able to have a voice and of course look at things that are not really validated by a credentialed source we live in a time now unfortunately where we've got fake food you know fake music fake art fake <laughs> news fake news fake fake news science. yeah fake science fake everything so man get your filter on and if yeah. you want uh, if you want to study something if you want to learn about something find a definitive credentialed official source of information don't just ping pong around on the internet youtube or social media uh you know make sure you know where your information's coming from well call me a hypocrite if you want uh, i've said it before a hundred times and i'll say it again the internet we're not ready. We're not mm -hmm. ready. <laughs> okay. The flying spaghetti monster brought us the internet. <laughs> I'm going to find that damn thing. <laughs> and I'm going to kill it and eat it. <laughs> well, man, as long as it's a, a nice meat sauce that you're going to have with that spaghetti monster, I'll be there. Make sure I know when you're doing that. Oh, there's, it's, there's meat sauce involved. <laughs> Look, I want to. We'll wrap this up in this way, dude. We so think about it this way, right? Even if you're yelling and screaming at your computer screen right now because we have offended you, <laughs> please just think about it this way, okay? In reality, if you had a loved one, okay, who was victimized by a criminal, let's say, 
let's say they were, uh, let's just say uh, there was a robbery um, and they got hurt. Your loved one got hurt. You know, they, they weren't killed. They weren't murdered, but they were hurt badly. They'll recover, but, you know, you're, you're angry that this person hurt your loved one. And let's just say a detective was involved, okay? And the detective comes out, and they look for evidence, and they're trying to figure out who did this to your loved one. And at the end of the day, what would your reaction be if the detective threw their arms up in the air and said, well, I can't figure this out. It must have been a ghost. <laughs> yeah. How would you feel about that? How would that match up with reality? Would you just accept it? Would you go, well, I mean, yeah, man, probably was a ghost. Wow, that's screwed up. No, you would know. No way, dude. This was a person that did this to, to the person I love. And how dare you just immediately, because you can't figure it out, you say it was a ghost that did it. That's a, that's a cop-out. Right. Yeah. So think about it in those terms and think about Bigfoot in those terms. If you're actually looking for Bigfoot, you think about it in those terms, man. Don't just uh, jump to conclusions. Keep it real. Just like the detective. There's a reason why detectives have never, ever said, yeah, they were murdered by a ghost. There's a reason. And there's a lot of unsolved murders out there. But the detective has never said, well, it must have been a ghost. Think about why that is and how that works, why the real world works that way, and apply it to the forests. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have to say. That, that's it. That's Just to wrap up, well, the detective analogy is, is good because here we are hoping to find evidence or find proof of the most elusive thing in the world a big hairy a big hairy monsters living in the woods that science says does not exist so to use the detective analogy you know you're gonna have to look into everything you're gonna have to read it all you're gonna have to study it all if you expect to find it uh you know there's far less of a trail of evidence uh for you to go track down a sasquatch than there is in most crimes so you know, think like a detective would. You can't just come from a belief system and go connecting the dots that don't really connect. You've got to know you've got to know as much as you can. And back to the perfect storm, just to make a final comment. You know, I think it's both of these things. I think that uh, the attitude of the Bigfoot world and kind of what it's becoming, what it or what it's sort of already become, combined with the fact that, and maybe it's responsible for the fact that there are no younger, newer scientists stepping into this field. Um, again, it, would, it looks like a pretty unattractive uh, prospect uh, from my perspective. If I were a scientist, I don't think I'd want to step into the Bigfoot world at all, given kind of, no. you know, how it is. No. So, yeah, perfect storm. This perfect storm could literally set back the entire, uh, minus, like you had said earlier, minus a real huge of documented event or, or an actual discovery. This could really just silence a lot of this for a long time. It could set it back for a long time. Yeah, I agree. Um, if two things need to happen, if the, uh, the, the Bigfoot thing is going to stay alive for the next 20 years, 
he one just a chance event or two a proactive uh discovery right so chance event would fall into you know grandma hitting it with the car and mm-hmm. and billy bob going man i see million dollars sitting in front of me <laughs> you know and and t- dragging it down to the local news station or whatever Pro- proactive would be some some sort of way to uh, capture imagery or a specimen either either or that that will bring the scientific community back into the fold like it did in 67 with the PG film where actual scientists did get involved and even before then scientists were involved because we didn't have the pop culture aspect of Bigfoot back then it was it was a real thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of those two things has to happen, or Bigfoot community is is gone in twenty years, maybe sooner, ten. You know, it's very possible. It's very, um, it's very unfortunate. Because, you're right because every people are going to get absolutely sick and tired of the things that you've you've laid out very well, uh, taking pictures in the woods and drawing a red arrow to a dark spot. I mean, people are going to get tired and bored with that. You know, it's like, move me, show me something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you really want to do research, then don't put up ambiguous stuff. Yeah. You know, do your research, do your study and get at it. And when you've got something conclusive, show us. Yeah. And I mean, you know, God bless Chronicles, man, but I mean, Wes isn't going to do that forever. He's not. Right. At some right. point, dude, he's going to get burnt, burnt the fuck out. Oop. Oop. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, we're trying to be family friendly, guys. But yes, at some point, do. man, he's going to get burnt out. And and once you start losing the entertaining, like, uh, kind of aspects, which his shows, his shows entertaining. Obviously, it's very entertaining. It's engaging. I'm not saying it's it not truthful. I'm just saying it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you start losing that, then yeah, I, you know, who cares about Joe blow posting, you know, dark spots in the woods or, you know, funny sounds that could or couldn't be a Fox. You, you, if it's even on the fence, it, you know, it's like, eh, right. And that, and that's why the Bigfoot community will just it'll it'll die, um, or it'll be it'll be so irrelevant that it's like nobody's even paying attention, just like the flat earthers or something, you know. Yeah, it's very unfortunate that we're seeing seeing it go this way. You know, at first it seemed like a good thing. Hey, more the more people interested, the better. And it could uh, be. Unfortunately. Yeah, it could. You're right. It could. But it's this. It's the misinformed belief system that can do a lot of damage, and that does a lot of damage in all facets of human existence. An uninformed belief system. So, um, uh, we would just encourage folks who are into this to not give up, but please try to, uh, you know, try to get your science on, man. Yeah, a community of like-minded individuals is welcomed, and there is uh, that there is that segment of the Bigfoot world, you know? And so that's what we're trying to participate in. That's what we're trying to um, project 
you know, anybody that's like-minded come join us, man. Like we're, we're all about it, you know? Absolutely. And Hey, anybody, if you've got anything to add, if you have anything that you think uh, could enlighten us, please, please share. We, again, we don't claim to know it all. You know, like-minded, when you say that doesn't mean we're looking for people to just confirm what we're no, saying. or what no, we, God, no. We just simply would like people to, when we say like-minded, just reasonably, reasonable-minded yeah. people. That's all. Mm -hmm. Don't jump to conclusions. Consider everything and proceed accordingly. Yeah, no, we, we welcome engaging discussion, you know. I mean, I mean that literally, like yes. engaging, like I've never, oh, I've never thought about it that way. You know, or that, that's all we're trying to bring to the table is a perspective that people maybe haven't thought of. And I will often cite other people in the Bigfoot world, you know, who do bring that kind of thinking to the table, whether it be scientists or YouTubers, because there's there are some good YouTubers out there, man, that are very reasonable people. And I can't even begin to list them off right now. Like I like Christopher Noel, you know. Mm hmm. I, I love his theories um, with um, the autism theories where he's not saying that they're autistic. He's just showing that how human beings have these amazing abilities mm -hmm. um, when, when uh, autistic human beings have these amazing abilities and, and trying to trying to draw some connection through theory, through theory to Sasquatch. And I think, I think that's, that was that was brilliant, in my opinion. It doesn't prove anything, but it gives you something to think about and chew on, and it matches right. reality to some degree. Yeah, and of course, while we're giving a couple of shout outs, Bob Gimlin, G Y M L A N on on YouTube. Yeah, that guy's done awesome. Some, he's done some very very well informed videos dealing with different aspects of the natural world. That uh, that all apply to the Bigfoot phenomenon. Yeah, that guy's a thinker. He's he's a thinker, and he's yeah uh, he's yeah he's awesome. I love that guy. Of course, uh, Rio. You know, yeah. I I I love what Rio's bringing to the table. You know, I I do. I, I wanted to make one more comment about Bob Gimlin of YouTube is. Uh, the one video he did, I'm afraid I'm not, I didn't make notes on which one it is, uh, but you and I have both seen it and talked about it where, <clears throat> excuse me, there is footage from a test lab with chimpanzees and the lab technician or the scientist is uh, on a touch screen with numbers, a keypad of numbers, is very quickly hitting a sequence of numbers. The chimp watches it and can go right to the screen and tap it faster than the human could. Yes, and in random order. So the next set of numbers, and he gets a treat, by the way, for doing that. So of that, course. That makes, that makes him a, a dog at that point. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then the next sequence, completely random, and the chimp can do it in sequence. Um, mm -hmm. And he gets his little treat. Good boy. Uh, mm -hmm. And 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 that is that that definitely lives in that autistic realm, like almost. Um, I'm not Savant. sure. I'm not an expert, but Savant, I think a better savant. broader. You're right for that category, but Savant like abilities. Um, yeah. 
And it's worth looking at, folks, if you've forgotten about how smart apes are, look into it. Remember, chimps are not monkeys. They're apes. And uh, we're talking about potentially an ape species here. Uh, look how fast, you know, that chimp yeah. is able to do it. Faster than a human. It can see it and remember it and do it, repeat it, faster than a human could. Oh, yeah. If you want to find out, if you want to find out how smart apes are, go down to Costa Rica and go and go um, – Go, I would say camping, but go like in the jungle. Go for a little jungle adventure in Costa Rica, and you'll find out real quick how smart apes are, because there's well, all, I, all kinds of I, primates and monkeys down there that will steal your food. You'll never know it. <laughs> and technically speaking, just so we're not misinformed ourselves, we're talking about monkeys in in the Americas. We have no apes here. Right? Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about monkeys. Yeah, but if you want to know how smart non-human primates are, then look into it. Do some studying. It will blow your mind. Uh, maybe we do have apes here. What are you saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> Isn't there a possibility that we do have other non-human apes in North America? I'm, I'm confused. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So if you want to find out how smart the, the North American apes are... <laughs> Then just go into the remote wildernesses of North America. <laughs> yeah, if you see how smart monkeys are, you'll uh, you'll be amazed. And then when you see how smart apes are, uh, it's really it'll, it will really blow your mind, and you'll start to think, well, you know, uh, a wild, reclusive, intelligent species of uh, bipedal ape, you know, if they have at least the intelligence, it's on par with a chimpanzee and a gorilla. Well, goodness, with the use of their hands and walking upright, there's no telling uh, what sort of uh, level of intelligence that species could have evolved to attain. Yeah, and what kind of what kind of focused intelligence that is, especially if you want to get into the the Christopher Noel and the uh, savant theory, you know. And that's what savant, savants are. They have this hyper-focused intelligence that they're they're good, at very specific things. But generally speaking, they're you know they're, they're not good at so many other things. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of theories, you know, lots of the, lots of the great discoveries in history happened after existing theories were proven to be wrong, but the discovery would never have been found, would never have been made if it were not for the progressive work of scientists who were working, working out different theories. So it takes you know, work. Discovery it takes, takes work, work. And it yeah. takes an open mind. So it's okay for it to consider theories. You don't have to jump into it. It doesn't have to be a religion, uh, but it's, these are all things to consider. When you're studying something that is a mystery, yeah, and and to be honest, you know, the, the more you and I uh, delve into this topic, the more things we have to consider. That just comes with the territory. That's right. I mean, the more the more we learn, or the more we're around it, the more we think about it, the more things we have to consider. You know, absolutely. So, absolutely. Well. So it's settled. They um, are being dropped from alien spaceships, and they um, they have circling orbs around them. 
I'm glad. So we proved we proved that woo is a real thing. Sorry, we solved it. We we figured it out. Good job. I'm being pretty salty tonight. I'm gonna have to. Say. <laughs> and there's reasons for it, folks. Um, I apologize for my saltiness. Uh, it's been a hard day, but whatever. That's for, that's my problem, not yours. Well, woo. <laughs> Screw woo. Boo woo. <laughs> this has been a great, uh, great yeah, cut, talk. Cut me off. Had a chance to, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad we got to talk about this topic because it is, you know, it is widely discussed these days in the Bigfoot community. And uh, I'm glad we had a chance to sort of address a few points. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll wrap it up, man. All right. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it as always. Uh, hope you're entertained by this episode. I'm expecting a few thumbs downs on it, but whatever. <laughs> That's fine. We uh, once again, this is Squatch Talk with Pat and Ernie, and uh, we are the Prime Ape Objective. Please check out our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. Pretty easy to find. Absolutely. Well, we'll be back fairly soon. And uh, until then, keep an open mind and keep searching. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, everybody have a good night.